Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA coaches, Andy Proudman and Piers Ward. And these podcasts are really about one thing, making you better. Yes, on here we'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as players and coaches, as well as bringing to you special guests to help your game. Let's get into today's podcast and help you take charge of your game. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you are doing well. Now we have an amazing guest today. We have a multiple European tour winner on the podcast. Now this guy actually in 2018 was out of golf because he had an injury, but in 2019 he managed to win three times on the European tour, which was amazing. And he finished third in the race to Dubai. He won the Made in Denmark, the Scottish Open and the Italian Open all in one season. So he had a fantastic season off the back of an injury as well. So in this podcast, we dive into a little bit about his injury, what he did to get back to winning form. We talk about how he practices, some of the things that he does to really work on being better under pressure. We also talk about what he thinks about on the golf course and some of the technology that he uses to help his game. So it's a great podcast, a real insight into what a European Tour winner does to be at the top of his game. So make sure you make notes. Now, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you share it with a friend and don't forget to tag us in on social. Screenshot this and tag us in on social and let us know your feedback. So without further ado, let's get into today's podcast and please welcome Bernd Wiesberger. So Bernd, welcome to the show. Um, first of all, how are you in these rather testing times? Are you keeping busy? Hey guys, yeah. Um, thanks for checking in with me. Uh, all good. Um, enjoying some beautiful Austrian weather on my balcony right now. Um, it's almost as good as I could head out to the golf course, but unfortunately everything's shut down as well here, as uh, I suppose in the UK as well. But, uh, you know, trying to make the best out of it. Um, nice to be at home. Would prefer to play some match play today. But, yes. you know, that's uh, that's how it is and try to make the best out of it. I think it's, yeah, and it looks, it's about adapting, isn't it? And I know that what, obviously after this, we're going to do an Instagram live. We're going to see how you are adapting. But for those who are listening and watching this, how, what are you doing at home now? Have you got the facilities where you can do some training? Yeah, I, I just moved in, into a new house um, a couple of months ago. So, um, and part of that was also the idea to have, uh, facilities to get me through the winters main, mainly because uh, the winters in, in, in Europe are in Austria can be a little bit tricky and and um, even though I'm in the east and it's not as much snow and not quite as cold but sometimes you know you uh, you don't fancy going out and uh, with four layers on and, and swing the club so I have a nice swing studio downstairs a small gym with um, another partner of mine techno gym which we which we uh, kitted out which is pretty nice so I'm, I'm set up well um, uh, obviously, it would be nice to go outside and, and hit some balls, but uh, I can, I can do some stuff here and uh, stay, you know, stay in shape and um, you know, stay competitive a bit with, kind of trying to, um, you know, work, work my way around with with trackman indoors and stuff a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think when it comes to the season, it's going. Oh, sorry, Andy. No, no, yeah, no. I was saying when it comes when it comes to the season, you know, there's going to have to be this almost two or three week period you think of people getting back up to speed being able to play golf before they can just say let's go and play tournament golf so there needs to almost be this period doesn't there yeah i mean i don't know how it's going to turn out with when we're going to play or or what's going to happen um i'm pretty sure we're going to get a proper heads up it's not like okay next week we're going to play so i think everybody's going to have time to resettle into their you know their routine be able to play a couple of holes on outside and, and uh, kind of challenge themselves on the golf course and do all that, which 
really I need to get competitive and and uh, you know um, try hit different shots and see different shots uh, out on out on the wild if you if you like. So um, yeah, as I said, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to play out. But uh, not only for myself, but everyone, I think we're we're hoping that first of all this whole pandemic is going to uh, pass us by as quickly as possible and with, with as little impact on, on human life as possible and then uh, uh, further down the road obviously golf is going to play a role for us again but um, you know in the immediate effect we need to just make sure that uh, as many people as possible are going to stay uh, healthy and uh, yeah that's that's kind of the main concern I think we should have right now Absolutely Just, just Absolutely. one quick question Burns we were, we were chatting yesterday we had another podcast with um, Carl Morris and um, phone's going here actually but a podcast with Carl Morris <laughs> and um, he was talking about in these times in these tough times it's obviously really hard but there's always opportunities you know in your mind now do you look at it and go well okay what opportunity have I got do you look at it and go I can I've got an opportunity to rest spend some time with my family and, and that all or you know what are the questions that you're asking yourself that you can go well that you can that you can sort of push on if that makes sense well, it's funny because you would think that you could spend time with family and friends, but you're not allowed to really, no, no. you know, you, you, you I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at home and, you know, I'll, I'll still try to interact as much as, as it's just like now with FaceTime or, or, or Skype or uh, I just tried that house party app with my brother and played some <laughs> trivia on it. I don't know if you've tried it. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I heard about it. It's good. I heard about yeah. It. Yeah. It's, I, I just downloaded it yesterday because... Uh, uh, I heard about it and uh, it's fun you could actually play some little games that's the kind of it's brilliant to kind of stay in touch see each other and then fool around a little bit um, but yeah it's 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 home time but it's different because normally yes I would meet up with family and with friends and socialize but you know that's not possible or mm -hmm. we shouldn't do it in order to um, you know to to, to not spread uh, that virus further but um, you know obviously I'll I'll I try to find stuff to do and stuff to do for my golf and also stuff to kind of get away and, and rest up, obviously. So probably my um, my morning routine drags out a little bit longer because it's still quite a long day. You can't, you can't be 10 hours in a swing studio. It doesn't make sense. So I'm trying to push <laughs> myself a little bit and have a couple of uh, sessions a day to um, short sessions to kind of bring myself into a competitive mode. Um, having a couple of these... Um, Combined tests, combined tests where I have a, a certain goal that I want to reach or beat or, or um, um, score that I want to beat. So that, that kind of keeps me a little bit competitive. But as I said, it's like it's different to uh, being out there on the golf course and trying to, to, to put a score on the card. So um, it's as close as, as I can uh, and trying to do as, as, as well as I can. But um, it's a little little tricky to not being able to play um, or prepare towards something that you uh, are looking forward to. You know, obviously, um, may it be a Open Championship, a US Open, or any tournament really where you know they're gonna say, right, that's when we're gonna start off again. Yeah, it's a total mm -hmm. shakeup of your schedule, which is which is hard for you guys who are so you're living by dates and week by week is you know it's uh, it's key for your preparation. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about sort of your your growing up playing golf because Austria, I suppose Austrians aren't necessarily famous for golf. They're more famous for their winter sports. Yet, <laughs> yet, well, <laughs> not yet. yet. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Like um, how did you get into to golf, and what was it like in Austria, sort of growing up for you? 
Right, it's fun. Like I, I live um, about 500, 600 yards from the golf course where I grew up uh, playing at, and about probably 200 uh, yards from the field where I hit my first golf shots. Um, uh, my dad was one of the founding members of the golf club where I'm where I'm still playing at, and um, you know he uh, introduced me to the game. Uh, my parents have uh, had um, sports stores in in uh, in my hometown. Where I used to live, and also the pro shops, they still have that. So it kind of was a natural um, introduction to the game. Um, you know, as a younger uh, kid, you uh, a lot of people, especially in Austria, we went more towards uh, you know soccer, uh, football, and and basketball in my hometown. So I did did all that skiing in the winter. Um, but eventually, when we got a little older in the summer, I had to spend I was spending on the golf course with my parents working in the pro shop in the sports store. I had all the opportunities possible because you know it's getting free golf balls and free clubs and all that stuff. So it was easy to do. Always the nicest equipment, so that that helped. Um, so yeah, and that was my introduction to the game. And uh, when I was six or seven years old, um, me and my mom kind of started at the same time. Uh, and yeah, it kind of grew from there. Brilliant. I mean, superb. Would you say that? I mean, it's obviously very seasonal when you were younger there, and and all the other sports that you did. Did that make it a lot easier for you to to? Do you think that played a big part of you being good at golf because of all the other stuff you did? Yeah, I think it it grew. Let's say my my hand eye coordination a lot, uh, especially basketball, tennis. Played a lot of tennis when I was younger, as well. Um, so I think the the whole kind of uh, um, experiences or, or things you learn um, from a from a um, motor's perspective, I think helped me um, getting good. I probably had the biggest talent uh, in golf, anyways. But uh, you know, um, and at the end of the day, I I wasn't really great at basketball or or football per se. So I um, enjoyed being uh, being able to uh, you know. Uh, Put the time in and know what the time I put in, being able to uh, kind of uh, achieve it on my own terms in a way. And obviously, as an individual sportsman, that's uh, that's easier done than in a in a team environment. Even though I enjoy still, you know, playing team sports and stuff, but I I was always kind of want to be uh, um, responsible for my own achievements in a way. If you yeah, want, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. When did you obviously you have a team around you with with coaches and people that you trust, but ultimately, you know, you, you put the put the hours in and and surround yourself with the right people and uh yeah i kind of uh enjoyed doing that and, and when was it well when was it that you sort of realized right i'm i'm good enough to make it on tour this is what i want to do when was that how old were you then um probably i decided when i just before i graduated from business school in austria that uh i really didn't want to have like a nine to five job behind the desk <laughs> in a way. I mean, I put a lot of hours in, I put in a lot of hours in the summer. I didn't, I could have gone to, um, to a sports school, a business sports school where, you know, a lot of uh, golfers and, and, um, went and it's not even that far from where I live, but, uh, um, I went to like the, the regular, um, business school and it was harder for me to take time off in, uh, during school times, uh, you know, to go to tournaments. And then obviously the, the summer was completely, bunched up with with practice and 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 um amateur tournaments and you know when i was um getting scratch plus handicap uh, played all the bigger international amateur tournaments within europe and did somewhat all right um 
and then having a pretty good uh, showing at uh, Eisenhower Trophy in 2000. Uh, Jesus, when was it? 2006, I think, in South Africa. Um, you know, I, I put my my name down and, and went to Q School and uh, got all the way to to the finals and made a challenge to card. So um, uh, I still had like in the back of my mind that I have I have a, a plan B um, in order, you know, if 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 I wouldn't achieve that, but I always believed that I, c I could I could uh, get up in the rankings and and be a, be a successful professional golfer and uh, and enjoy that life and uh, you know. Um, Fortunately, the the stars aligned probably, and, and it worked out well. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see, look, I mean, it's been a it's it's been a pretty decent career. Obviously, I mean, last year was obviously exceptional. How well you played. But if we think about, I think me and Andy were talking about what we wanted to talk about with you, and the last two years, for instance, for you have been quite different. Almost obviously with the injury, and then obviously last year with having just yeah. this mega season. So we really wanted to get into talking about your mindset and how strong your mind must be in order to cope, first of all, with the injury, but then obviously going into having a stellar year last year. But let's go with the injury first of all. So it was a wrist injury, wasn't it, I believe? Was it a wrist injury? It was the, it was the left wrist, was it? Yeah, left wrist. I had, um, well, the story is that, that I had no issues whatsoever with my wrist. Uh, luckily, knock on wood, I had uh, very little uh, health issues uh, in my career so far um, and what happened was that I played a, um, a sponsored day uh, for, a, for a partner of mine in Austria and I hit this uh, this three with upper par five and in my follow-through I thought I hold it off a little bit and I felt like a really sharp pain in my left wrist and um, which was odd uh, and um, when I tried moving my, my wrist I could feel my um, well, what eventually they told me was my um, uh, ECU tendon, uh, and it was would move out of its uh, position, and the subsheath that was torn would um, get torn up further, right? Uh, and um, sounds pleasant. Yeah, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It was a minor injury, but um, but obviously for a golfer it was very unpleasant, and you have a lot of uh, rotation in your wrist, and and if you want to go for certain golf shots, um, it's, uh, certain swings, it, it's, it was really painful. So, um, I was lucky enough to have uh, a couple of friends in that field to help me out quickly with MRIs and, and get identified what it really is. And all of them said, you know, it's probably six to eight weeks of rest and see if that sub sheath that was torn would uh, reattach and, uh, be strong enough to, um, to hold the tendon in position, uh, in order to, to play pain free and, and have it all stable. And I had it in a car, not in a cast, but in a like um, in a in a in a fixed position, so I wouldn't get any rotation in my wrist, in order to have the subsheath as as stable as possible. Uh, but it, uh, you know, after eight weeks, I tried chipping a couple, and it it, it was basically the same as uh, two months earlier. So uh, that wasn't ideal. And then uh, obviously we had a couple of uh, talks in that time with with specialists, and luckily we found uh, through my um, my sports doctor, Dr. Zwick in Graz, uh, and the European tour, we found uh, uh, Doug Campbell in Leeds, who um, who's um, really renowned to uh, work with a lot of golfers and rugby players in that with those kind of injuries, and um, felt very comfortable with him, and um, you know had the procedure done fairly quickly, and then you know cast for a couple of weeks and rehab, and uh, you know get back to to full strength, yeah. 
So, so as you're going through this, did you have any doubts? Were you ever doubting that it would not work as well? Obviously, you said you felt very comfortable with the doctor in Leeds, the specialist in Leeds, but did you have these doubts or not? Um, um, I mean, yes, yes and no. You never know how it's going to turn out. You know, um, it uh, it almost felt for me at, just at some point almost as a little bit of relief. Uh, I was not in a happy place uh, at the time. I wasn't playing well. I wasn't wasn't feeling great. And it almost took me out of a, a place that I uh, didn't feel quite comfortable out on the golf course uh, and in practice. And it was almost like, a, you know, re- hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. And I was just determined to um, that not to, to not have that uh, be a, a factor uh, for it not to to work again afterwards. So yes, you don't know how it's gonna uh, work out, but you know I don't know how it's gonna really how it's how I'm gonna play next week or the next day anyway. So uh, it's all very um, uh, you know. Uh, up in the clouds a little bit if you want in more so if you're in other common other injury but i was very determined to bring in um, one or two new people to have new uh, inputs in my practice change a couple of things that i wasn't happy with that didn't work out uh, adapt a little bit and i think the whole um, kind of resetting bringing in some new stuff really helped me to uh, to have a couple of really good weeks last year and and come out of a couple of trophies there yeah Again, it comes down to what you can make of the situation that you're in. So the, as we talk about earlier in the, in the podcast, what yeah. questions you were asking yourself that you were going to be able to get out of it. And, and like you say, yeah. it may have been the best thing that could have happened because if you'd have carried on your season and it, it would have felt yeah. bad at the time, but it could have been a really good thing for you. I think the, the most important thing is, is out of in, in any position, you know, uh, it doesn't always necessarily be with a professional athlete. But anyway, if some stuff gets thrown your way i think anybody's off better to to take uh, the positives or, or or try and find the positives out of it and and see what kind of changes chances it uh, presents you with in order to to grow out of it and and um and adapt to it and then ultimately become better i guess absolutely love that absolutely love that so let, let's let's get into to winning then burnt you know, obviously you're a winner on tour you've won seven times you won three last year i think it was the Denmark, the Scottish, and the Italian Open. Right, yeah. Um, what would you say, because it's quite, it's, look, winning on tour isn't easy, but you did it three times last year. What would you say that you've learned from all these wins that um, that you could share with the guys? You know, last day, you're in the tournament, you've got a chance to win, or you're leading. What are the mm. things that you've learned from closing out these over the, the last few years that you could share with the guys at home? Um. I mean, as I said, I've, I've won on tour uh, four times before that. Um, came from di- different positions in the final round uh, to to win. I came once from seven back with ten to play. I think in Austria, my home event in 2012. I came, I came win, I won in in Korea when I was four ahead. So it was different points of of expectation that you have on yourself from from any given position that you're in. Um, but my my mindset and my um, um, my, my nerves maybe uh, in, in those days and, and really all year last year was a lot um, flatter. I mean, I st- you know, I still have, uh, um, I still want to you know, do well and win the tournaments, but uh, especially if you have an injury and stuff like where you get pulled out of uh, the thing you want to do or play well and, and play golf. 
uh, you get um, thrown out of that position. And uh, I really enjoyed the challenge again and, and embraced the, the possibility I have to be back into that position. I put a lot of work into it to get back to that position, but I, uh, I felt like I was able to enjoy those rounds more than I probably did the, the four times before that, where it was a lot more tense. I also played great golf those days, but uh, I had almost more fun yeah. while doing it uh, and uh, that made it uh, quite quite special and uh, I think that it was also a big part of me having uh, um, been able to to um, then pull it off and, and, and win those events so again it's the same sort of thing really isn't it it's um, without the the wrist injury you you might not have had that same level of appreciation of actually just being out there yeah. and that level of appreciation for you enabled you to actually enjoy the experience more less nerves than actually soak it all up and and probably close it out easier if than if you yeah. were just continuing on listen it's not about um uh, I, I still want to be uh, competitive and, and perform as well as i can any week uh, anyway so uh um i still put the put the work in and and and, and uh you know be um prepared to to for every week uh, but it's just a different level of appreciation out on the golf course and and different uh, um, no it, it's basically just a, a lot more more fun and uh, and easier going than it probably was the uh, first couple of times when yeah. I when I won and or been in similar positions sometimes I won sometimes I I missed out maybe but it was a, a lot more tense I'm still you know competitive and and uh, that that didn't change in any of those rounds last year uh, either but it was um, it felt like I, I had more more fun uh, than than uh, the times before yeah that's a key thing to take a lot of people are so focused out there and they can forget to enjoy the you still experience. have to be focused yeah, yeah it's still it's just a little bit more uh, of a you know higher level of enjoyment on top yeah. of that and would you say let's say you're um, you're, lead, you're leading a tournament you're going into the back nine <laughs> Do you have any tools that maybe even you and your caddy discuss, or, or anything that you use that you, that can help you not focus too much on the outcome and just allow you to play in the present and, and sort of take each shot as it comes? Um, I mean, obviously, it's my I think twelfth season, so I'm kind of uh, in in that uh, I put myself into that rhythm uh, without really trying, I guess. Uh, when when I'm in a position. Um, to 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 try and perform well. Um, one part that I think has helped me as well is um, apart from you know trying to or, or constantly improving my technique with my coach Phil uh, from that side, but also um, getting myself in practice into positions um, where I um, you know train a little bit uglier, for example, which uh, which I've done uh, a lot with um, my performance coach Stuart Morgan, who I started who I wanted to start working with basically. Uh, the week of my injury, and um, that was obviously delayed. But we had a, uh, some really good talks over the time off, and, and about the stuff that we're trying to achieve and trying to change and implement into my practice. Um, and especially in order to uh, be able to both feel prepared and enjoy um, the the task in hand when I get myself into the pos into positions, play for a tournament, but also be ready for. Uh, for any round that um, uh, that that we start, um, really. So um, uh, yeah, as I said, it's um, 
it's obviously if you if you're out there for longer and uh, uh, you get a little bit more uh, accustomed and a bit more um, you know relaxed in those situations, but it's still always a, a, a fun and, and exciting um, possibility to be in. I love I love what you're saying about practicing ugly. I think you know people who are listening to this or watching this, you know, and I was guilty of it when I used to go and play golf by myself. I was told it was a good idea to play golf by yourself. You hit a couple of drives down the first hole, one on the fairway, one in the rough. You get the one out of the rough and you put it back in the fairway and you hit both shots from the fairway. You know, I think, you know, if you were to say, well, I hit two or three shots on the hole and then actually pick the worst one and keep picking the worst one or just, just things like that yeah. because they're the ones that you really are going to cause you problems when you hit them. You know, when you are in the trees, can you get yeah. out effectively? I think I think when I when I do practice with my with with Stuart who um, who used to be a, a let David Lepper golf instructor and an AJGA in, in the states and uh, he's not mainly doing performance coaching. I think he enjoys our practice the most if I'm very close to trying to smack him in the face <laughs> when he, when he gets me out of my comfort zone and uh, and I I want to throw the club on the range and stuff like this. So uh, that's that's. Um, if you can push yourself further in practice than you could ever on a golf course, uh, I think this is when you're making improvements and when you're getting better. Um, and ultimately, this is also, um, uh, you know, makes you prepared for anything that could potentially happen on a golf course. And, you know, I, I don't think in practice at all last year at my home club, uh, I've ever played around, uh, you know, just hitting the tee shot, hit to the hit to the green and then, Try and make a score. There's always some, some shit I try to throw yeah, in my yeah. way in order to make it tougher. I love it. You, you bleep like that it. out, don't you? I like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know what? That, we, that's how we play golf as well. There's, there's always yeah. that. <laughs> well, we don't have to yeah. put ourselves. We don't have to try and put ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and that's just probably something that I actually miss from, that I could love do right now as well. But you need kind of a golf course for it, um, you know, because nothing really challenges you. Uh, as as actually been out there on the course and then you know playing these these fun little games where you um, you know you push yourself and try to beat uh, you've got a couple of little games where you try to beat the score and stuff like that so that's uh, that's good good fun and and uh, I think that helped me as lot as well um, you know from the kind of practice ugly kind of idea I think it's I, like a, it. I think it's a great point Pierce as well because a lot of people say to us oh, you know how can I deal with pressure when I want to win a tournament and things like that and so often we say it's not necessarily what you're doing when you're about to win a tournament it's what you're doing in practice that's going to prepare you for that really and what you've just said there Burns is is a great example of putting yourself under pressure in practice so when you are in in that pressure situation mm. it doesn't actually feel too different it, you've trained it already you've trained yeah. that, that that thing I feel I feel like um, you know especially when I played programs I mean we've we guys we've played the uh, uh, outings for for uh, Ape and together, and you know you see guys struggling uh, from every side with with certain things. And when you ask them how often do you actually practice your pace putting, because maybe they free putt every hole. So I don't know. I prefer hitting shots on the range before and then just go out. But, you know, uh, like people in general try to make it a little bit too easy on themselves sometimes, and and stay on stay with the stuff they they enjoy doing, and yeah. and uh, and spending more time on the range rather than you know. Maybe finding the spots where it could really improve a lot, and 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 uh, um, you know make it a little bit harder for for them. Um, but obviously, uh, ultimately, for these guys, golf should be fun, and for us, it should be yeah. 
uh, a challenge and, 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 and we should try and get as good as possible. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good little things that you can, you can do in order to, uh, to get better. And, uh, yeah. It's definitely where you learn about yourself on the golf course. So, and it's interesting you saying, because obviously we played, um, we played in the Dubai event last year and yeah. we actually did a video on the one hole. I forget which hole it was. It was like a 90 yard shot. And you yeah. were hitting like a little gap wedge because of the situation of the green and things like that. And you taught me into doing that. And we were saying that amateur golfers probably would hit the sand wedge or the lob wedge there and try and hit it really well, you hard. You hit your lob wedge out of the bag already. Yeah, I know, of course they did. It was into the wind. The green was sitting towards you. And I should have had, I should have had you uh, hit that shot and then I should have pick gone it first. out of the bunker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. But it was interesting, wasn't yeah. it? Because the, one of the amateur guys who was with us went in there straight away with a sand wedge or a lob wedge, I think. You know, good yeah. player, good strong hitter. But again, he's like, that was totally the wrong choice. And you're right, I'd have done the same thing as well. But I think yeah. basically when you're on the golf course, you know, you get to learn these things about yourself. And I think you can just experiment. And I think that's something, it sounds like something that you do a lot. You know, yes, of course, you put your time in on the range, but you do go out there and experiment under pressure in bad situations. So yeah, I'm, yeah, we're all for that. I mean, it's, uh, it's about percentages, you know, I'll, um, uh, it, it, that's what, that was a, a fun little shot. And then I knew that the green's very slopey and into the wind and the ball's going to react a certain way. So I tried to take spin off it. How do I take spin off? Definitely not, not hitting a full shot, you know? Yes, I could have gotten a low bridge there, but chances are it spins off the front. So, um, sometimes I struggle a little bit with, uh, because, Obviously, professional golf probably had a, a wider arsenal of shots that he could use, so it's almost tougher to pick one uh, and, and trust that and execute it. I sometimes uh, find it with myself because I probably have a, a wider range of shots that I can I can pull off than, than the amateur player. But uh, it ultimately, is you know making the the highest percentage uh, decision. In some instances, you know you have to. Uh, to try and, and hit the, the hail mary sometimes, but uh, <laughs> normally I try to to find uh, to find the highest percentage shot in order to to finish the hole with as, as few shots as possible. So uh, yeah, and, and that was fun. You know, I, I always uh, try and uh, or enjoy teaching teaching something new. And glad you glad you found yeah. it. Yeah, he hasn't showed up about that all year. He mentions that he hasn't showed up about that all year. He keeps on talking about it that he knocked it closer <laughs> than you. <Yeah. laughs> Um, I don't even know whether I did. <laughs> oh, you did, Pierce. You told, you told me a yeah. few times. But you, you, you left yourself a, a downhill uh, right to left, so the, I left myself below the hole. Yes. And, yeah. I think we actually took so. your putt probably, didn't we? Yeah. But we both missed the putt, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so they, were let, quick. Right. they were quick. Let's get into the um, race to Dubai, because obviously you were leading the race to Dubai going into it. I mean, that was, again, an amazing position you'd put yourself into after a, a fantastic season. And you got yeah. you know, Rory, Rahm, all these guys, Tommy, chasing you down. Actually, Rory was unable to catch me regardless. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> Rory could okay. not have caught me. He was a little bit was, too uh, low, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah. It was, um, was it, uh, yeah, Rory, uh, um, uh, John Ram, uh, Tommy, and um, was it Shane, I think? Shane, uh, Shane, uh, Shane and, and, and Fitzier. And Fitzier. Yeah. 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 I mean, so how how was that for you? I mean, you know, you're going into the the DP Worlds and you got your lead in there. I mean, after a season that you're probably unexpected as well, potentially after your injury, did you feel? Yeah, I mean, feel the heat from those guys, or did, were you still feeling calm and, and comfortable? No, I was quite comfortable. I was looking forward to that. Uh, I played pretty pretty good in the week before in um, 
in uh, at the NetBank in South Africa. So I was uh, I was playing playing decent um, just before that. Uh, I've played good on at the of course before. So looking forward to this and. Yes, in the bigger picture, you know, if uh, if somebody would have said uh, um, in mid 2018 or even early 2019, after I tried to get back into tournament play, that I could be uh, in the last group on uh, in Dubai on 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 the Thursday and, and tee off uh, leading the race to Dubai, I would have been uh, you know uh, a little bit crazy. But um, no, it was it was uh, amazing to be in that position. As a sportsman and a professional, obviously a bit disappointing to not be able to pull it off. But in the bigger picture, it was definitely a um, a great year, and I'm very proud of of that as well. Not only for myself, uh, but for everyone who's been, you know, supportive over that long of a time, and 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 uh, who helped me push myself back into that position and and um, sacrificed a lot of time and, uh, and willpower as well. So um, would have loved to to uh, come up on top for the whole team, obviously, but it was still a, a, a massive win um, uh, for us that, that year last year. And what would you say the biggest lesson is for you that you took from last year? What have you learned from from that that you'll think will really help you moving into the when the season starts again? Well, I think never to never stop believing, you know. I, I started off uh, missing the, the cut by, by miles and, and not being able, not, not knowing what's, what's going to, be ahead in the road, uh, road ahead in Mauritius and uh, you know all of a sudden I win uh, two of the biggest events of the year in the Rolex series and, and be able to as I said come up on uh, uh, on top going to the last last tournament so um, uh, it's, a, it's a fun game it's a game that uh, um, you know can can turn around really quickly if you if you're willing to uh, put the hours in and and, uh, and do the things that you think are, are, are right and, and help you uh, evolve as a golfer and um, you know uh, never back down and uh, and always try to push yourself forward it, it, it's interesting when we listen to you speak because obviously you the, and we we knew we wanted to speak to you about your mindset I mean your mindset is fantastic the way that you talk about things you know you know whether it's a failure or whether it's a victory you talk about it in the right way how, how did you develop this is this something that you got from your parents well you know, it's probably a bit easier speaking to it retrospectively. Obviously, I still get frustrated on the golf course, and, and sometimes you get better weeks and, and worse weeks. And I think that's just too 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 human to have. Uh, it's a little bit easier to identify, and I tried to identify the stuff that that I did well and the stuff I didn't do well. So retrospectively, I think I've got a good idea what what kind of um, helps me. Um, uh, over the not only last year but also 2018 and the years before that, so um, it can be definitely can be a hot head out on the golf course, and and because I feel like I have a uh, a good potential to always play on, on top of my game and I try to demand a, a lot of out of my game, um, but um, you know retrospectively I tr still try to. Um, identify what uh, what I did well and what I didn't do well, and you know, luckily also I have people around me that uh, are not, you know, um, saying always the, the good things, but also like put the mirror in front of me sometimes. Say, you know, what the fuck did you do there? Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's we'll important that to have well. those guys as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, definitely my my. Uh, uh, 
try to coach his dad, uh, family. Um, and a big part as well was um, uh, was, was Jamie, my caddy, uh, who's been uh, on on uh, bag of, of, of Fitzy and, and Darren Clark. Uh, started off with Rocky and, you know, he's not afraid to tell me to... Uh, uh, to shut it down on the course as well. So, and and but you know it's it's out of mutual mutual respect and out of uh, our you know passion to to get better as a team as well. So it's not only me. You know I try to do do my part and, and it, it's I was very lucky to be uh, surrounded by people that really push in the in, towards the same direction as well. Love yeah, that. that support's Love important that. definitely. So in terms of. Um, obviously finishing last season. Are you somebody who sets goals as well, Bert? Do you sort of sit down and go, right, what are the things that I want to achieve? Is that something that you do? Um, yes and no. Uh, last year, obviously, was a tough, tough year to set goals because it was very fragile, everything. Um, my goal really is to be um, at the highest level of preparation and the best kind of mindset uh, going into each round of golf, you know, and uh, you, back in the days, I used to say, uh, I'm trying to focus on playing better at the majors, um, trying to play better at this and this event, but now that's just like, I try to set as good a schedule as I can. Um, obviously there's, uh, tournaments that are maybe in the back of your head a little bit of a higher importance than others, but ultimately I want to be at the highest percentage, uh, highest possibility of preparation each round I, I teed off. And uh, if I think I can do that, then I can be successful in, 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 in most of the events. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I kind of stopped saying, you know, I want to have two top tens in the, yeah. the majors yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, I want to win four or five times. So, you know, these things come if you um, get yourself into position to um, uh, allow them to happen. Yeah, I love that because you're you're in control, aren't you? You're in control of that. You can't control whether you win the no, open. You know, you know, you can play no, really yeah, well I mean, yeah. and not win. Yeah, you, can, you can have a, you can have a, a. I don't know. I think I remembered when we played. Um, uh, uh, where, where was it? Uh, Birkdale, and I think it was off like uh, late morning. And you could see guys on the first tee in uh, like one or two degrees, free club wind. Uh, guys were making six, sevens, and eights up down the first, and then it calmed down. And you got better weather, and guys were playing decent in the afternoon. And you know that's almost your tournament yeah. done. And you can't, you don't have control about that. All you can control is to be, you know, uh, warmed up nicely in the morning, uh, being prepared, obviously over a longer period from a, from a game point of view, and just um, have your head ready, uh, really especially at the majors, probably for whatever stuff that can be thrown your way, you know, um, and, you know, try and accept it sometimes and, um, you know, push forward and, and, uh, and, and try to make the best out of it. So, um, and if I can do that more often than, than not, I think I'll have, uh, I'll have a good week. Yeah. I love simple. that. I love that. Simple, simple. So let, let's just quickly go into your goal swing. We've got some quick fire questions we're going to give you as well to finish off with, but yeah. we'll go into your goal swing a little bit because you do rip it. You hit it really well. How much do you, how much has your goal swing changed over the years and what are the main focuses for you with it? Um, we've, we've had, uh, with my coach, Philip, who I've been working with since 2011, we've gradually, um, 
stabilized it. Uh, obviously, a little bit of adaption after last year, where my uh, my wrist is not quite as as um, capable of having the, the, the full range of mode, mode movement due to the to the long time of the cast and a couple of percentage points are maybe um, lacking there, and I have to mobilize a little bit more over the the, the time before practice and tournament. Uh, but we've gradually got to a point where it's quite stable and I know what the ball is doing uh, for most most part. And um, yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in a, uh, that's also part of like, I want to be uh, as, as, as stable, as I said, and, and, and uh, consistent as possible from a, from a technical point of view, yeah. And then obviously bring that into a performance point of view where it's also, you know, producing as, as few shots as possible. Yeah, I love that. It's pretty simple, isn't it? It's pretty simple. Do you have any swing thoughts on the course? Do you have any sort of thoughts or feels that you go through or do you keep it really simple? Um, not technical, no. I don't think you should uh, worry technically out on the golf course at all. Um, what, I, uh, what I have, and I've been struggling a little bit, uh, was my driver. Uh, and it's, um, it's uh, more of... Um, um, my my performance coach uh, Stuart uh, refers always to Fitz Law, which is um, talks about um, the um, level of freedom uh, and speed uh, creates um, more control, right? Like if I try to hit a fairway, it's um, and and I was at that point where I tried to hit a fairway and everything would like dance up, my yeah. my muscles would get tight and I would hit it shorter and I would hit it more crooked at the end of the day. And kind of Fitz law is um, is um, and that has nothing to do with Fitzy, by the way. The more you, he'd love that. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it would be it would be more uh, the more you free up, the more you speed up, the more control you actually have. So um, we have uh, I have a only on driver. I have basically a little bit of a routine that's that's different to my iron game, uh, um, uh, which is uh, JFHI and. I could say what it means, but then we would bleep it again. Just flipping hit it. <laughs> exactly. And basically, I'll um, I'll just try to free up as possible, as much as possible, um, over my my t-shirts, my driving especially, and that has helped me uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, and months a little bit to improve my my driving as well and. Uh, yeah, so there was there was definitely some improvements that I've I've seen, but not not on a not on a technical basis where I think okay I would need to yeah. cock my wrist right on this position because um, you should free up all all I want to see is like want to pick my target want to pick my club uh, want to see the shape and JFHI. <laughs> absolutely and I, and I like this because you, you know when you. I'm sure you've done it. You play a golf course, and we've done this when we were younger, for sure. You play a golf course, you get your driver out, you rip it, you walk down the fairway, and you go, wow, why have I hit driver there? You know, it looks like it's really narrow, and it only takes you to play that hole a couple of times and hit a yeah. few crooked shots, and then suddenly your whole intention, yeah. your, your freedom has gone, hasn't it? So sometimes your the ignorance is bliss, but, yeah. you know, yeah, I think a lot of people could just learn from that and just go, don't try yeah. and guide it, just hit it. That's why the provisional balls are so good. <laughs> once you, once yeah, you hit it, well, like you hit that provisional and you rip it down the middle. And you, you've just, you've just hit it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something that um, also I think for amateurs, amateurs is you know do your technical work on on and 
not for hours and hours, but but small little blocks of of technical work and small little blocks of of performance work and stuff like that, and then it will all come together. And just on the golf course, as hard as it is, just just let it go and let it happen, really. Yeah, I think it's great advice, definitely for the people listening to this. Okay, let's get into. We're going to finish on some quick fire then, uh, Bernie, if we can. I like these, Andy. I yeah. like these, Andy. Okay, you're going to go with them, Andy? Yeah, I'll go with them. Okay, who okay. do you hate losing to the most on tour? Oh, um, like, I, I, would it be like a, just a just a money game in a practice round, or let's say on a final day in uh, in uh, in a tournament? Do both. It doesn't matter. Do both. I, both. <laughs> probably I, the I, same I, guy in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, I probably have to say it would be uh, Bobby McIntyre because. Um, yeah, Bob McIntyre. Okay. Okay. Well, there did, we go. Didn't you beat he, him he, he, would let, he would let me. He would. Let, yeah. Exactly. He would let me know forever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, favorite club in the bag. Uh, actually, did a Titus podcast yesterday, and I got some new SMH wedges from the guys in the states with my new logo stamped on it. They look mint. So I'm gonna go with my SMH, uh, SM, eight Titus wedges, Loki wedges. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Perfect. Funniest thing you've ever seen in, on the golf course? <laughs> Tough to pick one. Um, yeah, I played with, with Sally one year in Dubai. Uh, hole number six, uh, very small green, and he uh, was in the right rough. I think pinned somewhere in middle back, whatever. He hit it out of the rough. And while the ball is in the air, he said, sit, go. <laughs> left, left, right, 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 all in one sentence, and the ball ended up like this at the hole. So I was just on the fairway cracking down, and I've never seen it before. Like to basically tell everything to the golf ball, and then it actually did. I don't know. It must have, must have been, uh, yeah, one of those special golf balls that actually listen. Yeah. I think if you have fifty, if you ask fifty European tour players, name the funniest moments. I think Sully would appear in quite a few of them, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's a he's a character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, sure is. Okay, next question. What advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, listen to the me and my golf podcast <laughs> on uh, on uh, was it March twenty eighth? <laughs> That's good he advice. Actually, he actually advice. grew up to say to say some some uh, some stuff that is actually quite uh, makes some, some sense. Useful, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. There's some gold in here, actually. There's some real good good stuff in here, I think. Awesome. Um, favorite tournament? That I've played? Or uh, um, uh, St. Andrews Open. St. Andrews 2015. Open. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, and last one is, if you had to build the perfect golfer in terms of, let's say, who the guys you've played with or the guys yeah, you've seen, yeah. you know, best driver of the golf ball, best iron player... Best short game and best putter. One is actually gonna well, and that was from experience. Like best driver, Rory. Uh, best, best iron game that I've witnessed in uh, in one particular round. It's gonna be fun actually. It was my first round, uh, first um, year on tour. I played in the BMW uh, in Munich with Henrik Stenz and Niklas Fast. And Niklas Fast that day was the most impressive iron game I've seen till today like he basically had was able to shape the ball by a couple of feet only but always the perfect shape always uh hole high he shot i think 61 or 62 but it was the easiest um 62 i've ever seen and he was never outside 10 10 12 feet with his iron game it was pure ball striking class so that was 
pretty amazing. Um, and uh, short game, probably the most impressed I've ever been who I played with was Phil, uh, Phil Mickelson. And from putting, um, you know, Fitzy can be really, 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 really good with his putter. Um, so I'll, I'll take that kind of combination. I don't, think we've, I don't think we've had fast before, and I don't think we've had Fitzy in there, Pierce. So two new ones. It's always nice to get yeah, some yeah. new ones in there, isn't it? I think. Everyone, yeah, I mean, everyone I've, picks I've Rory. Not, I've actually not played. Uh, not yeah, I've not played. Uh, yeah, Rory's very impressive with his drive. I have to say, I've not played with with Nicholas Fast too much. Uh, over, but but that particular round, I I still tell people every now and then that was, I think it was the fourth round in 2011, I guess. So it was very. Very impressive that day. I mean, he's had some worse days probably with Irons as well, but that day, you know, he was very, very, very impressive. He was on it. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. He was on it. Thank you. Superb. Yeah, look, Burn, thank you so much for your time. Um, we are yeah, going to jump guys. on an Instagram Live with you just after this. This is obviously going to be, uh, the Instagram Live will have gone up well before this podcast goes up. But for anyone who wants to see what you do online, social media, where should they go and see you? Which platform um, and which handle? Yeah. I don't know what my handles are actually. Um, Twitter, uh, B Wiesberger. Okay. All my handles are different. I should maybe I should I should uh, even it all and Bernd Wiesberger small on uh, uh, on um, on Instagram and I've also got my Facebook uh, fan page as well. Which one are you and... most active on? Which one? Or because you got a good sense of humor as well. So which one is uh, which one yeah. does your sense of humor come out on most? Um, normally, like. Uh, I'm not very active on Twitter, but my Twitter and my Facebook page are linked together. So that's kind of always the same kind of content. I'm not really great at uh, at creating content, but I've tried to get a little bit more creative over these uh, quarantine days. So uh, probably, probably Instagram is, is my widest uh, my widest uh, reach of right now, and uh, I try to be to some some fun stuff there now while we're all waiting until tournaments resume. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. Well, I'm sounds looking good. forward yeah. to the live. I want to see the setup in the uh, what you've got downstairs. <laughs> so I want to be. I think Pierce is going to do the live, but yeah. I'm going to be tuning in and uh, and and just watching. Okay. Definitely. But yeah, Bert, thank you so much. It's really yeah. good to talk to you. Thanks for sharing some of the uh, the the little nuggets there. J F H. Yeah, don't tell everyone because it's very it's very like uh, let's keep it in, in this little just a, uh, just a three. Circle. We've only got two <laughs> subscribers to the podcast. That's it. And that's me and Pierce. <laughs> if ever anybody knew it wouldn't be good for me, would it? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and hopefully yeah. we'll see you in um, well, hopefully Dubai, but hopefully before that. Fingers crossed. Um, yes. Yeah, hopefully Dubai with the guys from Audemars Piguet. That's always yeah. a nice day for us, obviously. But uh, let's hope um, this whole uh, situation clears up a bit quicker, not only for professional golf, for golf in general, but uh, you know for everyone. Um, so yeah, everybody, stay home, uh, stay safe, and uh, stay healthy, and see you soon. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Thanks ben. so much. Thanks. Thank you, Thanks, guys. There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It's always great to just pick the brains of what the best players in the world are doing. We can all learn and take very simple things from these to the golf course. And I love JFHI. I think that's going to be something that I think a lot of people could actually step onto the tee and just use that. So I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to tag us in on social and subscribe to the podcast. And also, don't forget to take advantage currently of our 30-day free trial over at meandmygolf.com. Now, obviously, we're in this period of isolation, but we want to continue our golf going forward. And we've done some home drills. We've got another home series going live very soon. There's so much content on there, including coaching plans that you can actually go and work your way through, which are so valuable at this stage. And we're actually doing an offer at the moment. So make sure you use the code HOME30 when you get in there. You can cancel at any time. 
We just want to provide some value for you guys during this period of time that you can watch and continue to progress with your with your golf. So head over to meandmygolf.com and we'd love to see you over there. And we'll see you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast. <laughs>